Welcome back to the AZN Connection podcast. My name is Rio Lissandra, and I'm joined by my hosts today, Jeff and John. Today, we'll be talking about our interests. John? Yeah, we're going to be talking about our interests. Uh, so, awkward transition aside. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Rhea's a little bit new to the podcast game, but we'll get her cat caught up to speed very soon. So, today, we're going to be talking about our interests because... A big reason of why we wanted to do this podcast is because we wanted a platform to talk about our interests that are, you know, specifically Asian. Because, you know, there's a lot of things I want to talk about that I'm really passionate about and I can't do it really on any other platform. So that's why we're here today, just to give you guys a little brief look into our interests. And that's also going to give you guys a little preview of episodes to expect in the future. So I guess a big reason of also why we're doing this podcast unofficially is because we got to get Jeff a little bit more cultured on the game here because hey not just me come on come well on. Je- Jeff and <laughs> and ourselves in general yes. I don't want to single out Jeff but <laughs> yeah he will okay. admit and I'm, I'm not speaking for him he will admit yeah. he's the yeah. he considers himself the least Asian out of all three of us yeah so I can definitely explain this uh well Obviously, I've talked about my story of growing up in a white town, um, but there's a lot about me that's very complex, and I'm still trying to figure it out to this day, but it's a big part of who I am. So on top of the rejection of white culture from where I grew up in, I consumed a lot of media, listened to music specifically, and music has actually changed the way I think about uh, culture and life. Uh, I grew up on R&B and soul music, but also hip hop music. Um, and I related with a lot of the stories, you know, even though like, obviously, the stories tended to be about the black community, there were certain elements that I could relate to in terms of the struggle, and then trying to become successful as right, a minority. Right. So those are the angles I could relate to. But I really got consumed with like a lot of that media to the point where I felt more belonging to that culture than anything that I was around in my white culture. And on that, on top of that, I was still in that anti-Asian phase, except for the fact that, you know, we had a few W's like Jackie Chan and Rush Hour, Jet Li. Big W's. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the big W's, the rare W's at that time, at least. But I would definitely say I was definitely influenced by black culture and black heritage. Um, well, not heritage, sorry, it's not heritage, black culture, like just like media consumption. Uh, but, right, right. <laughs> no, no, but I would definitely say that um, I knew from an, a young age though, like I was not black. Um, and you know, someone who really, really uh, related to that actually was Timothy Delaghetto. Um, mm. Because he was someone who, you know, he would poke fun of that actually too. He would make skits where he would, there was a kid skit where he said, stop acting black. Uh, he would also just like have those type of comments and he would address that. Like that was just the way he grew up and that was just the um, culture he consumed, but he never claimed to be black. He was always Thai, right? And for me, I knew like, I'm obviously not black. I'm obviously a Vietnamese Chinese Canadian, but I'm very influenced by the culture, the music, and the, the the even the athletes that we grew up watching and idolizing yep. all happened to be black. So I knew from an early age that I had to learn a lot about 
black history, black culture, in order for me to talk about this in the future mm-hmm. um, and be care about those issues. And those are the type of topics we'll talk about throughout the show and Asian involvement in politics and speaking up for other communities. Those, that's a whole topic in itself. But um, that's kind of why I never really felt very Asian because the interests that I grew up like consuming tended to be more related to black culture. And on top of that, me not having Asian friends um, was a big part of that as well. And until recently, I mean, I would hope to say that you guys would be are my friends, or Asian friends. I don't know. The jury's still out on us, Jeff. I don't know if we're friends. <laughs> well, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find uh, new Asian friends. And maybe that's something I can accomplish with this show and learn more about my Asian culture and heritage. Um, conce- learning, like, maybe things that more Asians are interested in. Uh, again, those are things that you guys can maybe teach me and throughout the show um there are some things i'll probably just not like but i'm open-minded in in short this podcast is like low-key a medium for us to learn more about what it means to be asian but yeah more so to put jeff on some game because he's the least asian (laughs) so yeah i don't think that's fair to say well no Uh, i'm I'm just kidding i've had that though so many people like it's a backhanded compliment you're like you're not even that asian bro like, like I've heard mm-hmm. that, but, or, but then I would get really insulted when I get people say, you're a fake Asian. You don't, oh, you don't okay. watch That's anime. That's too <laughs> far, too far. Although yeah. I will say recently I have been ostracized for not liking a certain fast food restaurant chain that is popular oh, in the Philippines. Boy. I have been contested with my authenticity to my heritage. So, I mean, it's all, it's all in good fun, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's that's essentially what this podcast is we're we're trying to learn more about what it means to be asian in this really like i guess modern and somewhat messy society mm-hmm. that we're living in right now absolutely and there's like so many meanings on what it means to be asian because you know for for me i grew up here in canada so my interpretation of what it means to be asian might be different from ria's because she immigrated here so that's essentially what we're trying to do but I guess like today we're really just going to talk about our interests and what sort of episodes you can expect in the future. I'll just put this one out right on the bat. When the quarantine started, I had nothing to do. Jobless. I was bored at home. I was low-key going insane. I think everybody can kind of relate to that sentiment. So the thing I did was I was put on K-dramas. Korean dramas on Netflix. I, I watched one. I watched one episode of one. Mm-hmm. The first one I watched was called Crash Landing on You, which I'm not going to spoil the K-dramas thing too much because that's going to be an episode we do in the future. Long story short, I got into that and I was like, this is really cool. I was already into K-pop way before that. And I've always watched anime growing up. You know, Naruto is one of my all-time favorites. One of my favorites most recently is Your Lie in April. But uh, I'm, I'd say I'm, I consider myself pretty Asian and more so like cognizant of Asian media and I really consume a lot of it. So I'm always bopping to my K-pop when I'm like have a straight face and you wouldn't know, but low key, I'm like doing my K-pop dances in my head. So oh boy. see that reaction right there is the main reason why people are so ashamed to be <laughs> K-pop fans yeah. because 
people are afraid that they're they're going to be embarrassed and we got to change that narrative and we'll do that eventually but Mm -hmm. i guess that's just like a little rundown of the things i'm interested in right now i always loved watching asian youtubers on youtube so we've talked about that a little bit on our first episode and i guess like i just want this platform to be something where we're comfortable (laughs) to talk about these topics you know but we are like you know traditionally a little ashamed to talk about because i'll be i'll admit i had a long time before i could even admit publicly that i'm a k-pop fan and now i've just taken it to the next level where i watch these like 16 hour plus k-drama series so i'm just at a stage of my life where i'm proud of all of my hobbies and interests and i'm not afraid to really talk about them and showcase you know that i enjoy these things I mean, I don't know if you can attest to the embarrassment of being a K-pop fan, Rhea, but... Yeah, I definitely can. Um, Similar to you, I also grew up watching a lot of anime, or if not anime, like Asian-centered cartoons growing up. Um, I was a big fan of Pokemon, both the game and the series. Yes. I loved Avatar The Last Airbender, which I would argue is a secret anime, even though it is based in... Like, I think the creators are, like, based in North America. So I grew up with a lot of anime movies as well with Studio Ghibli. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I I was definitely already kind of in more into the Asian-centered media, which kind of, like, leaded me towards liking K-pop pretty pretty early on. I knew about, like, the Wonder Girls because of my friends who was really into Girls. the Wonder Girls. You didn't, do you guys? I, I love Wonder Girls. So okay. I didn't listen to them when they were popping, but mm-hmm. I did my due diligence, like as a recently converted K-pop fan, I guess. And I look back at some older groups. Mm-hmm. I love, I love Girls' Generation. I love Big Bang. You know, mm-hmm. all the, like those classic ones. So we're going to have to definitely put Jeff on some game there too. But Sure, for sure. But I remember my, one of my good friends was really into the Wonder Girls and she she made me like listen to some of their songs. I wasn't too into it then, but I think around somewhere around high school, I started getting really into K-pop um, still within the JYP entertainment. Cause that's where Wonder Girls is from. But like the group got seven, I got really into them, which led me into like a lot of other K-pop groups. And then I was kind of just stuck in the K-pop world for a little bit until john actually got me into gay dramas over the quarantine he pulled me yeah he pulled me down that rabbit hole unfortunately but now now we're into it we're no regrets no regrets we're into it we're like how many series in now how many ones have i I don't know how many i put you on but i know for myself i probably watched i'd want to say at least under or over 50 god i'm not there i'm definitely not there probably under probably mm-hmm. under but mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot so and for sure granted i had a lot of time on my hands when we were like just getting into quarantine so literally i'd spend days just watching these mm-hmm. so we're definitely gonna do an, a fun episode where we convince jeff to start a k-drama and we 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 get him into a fan base of a K-pop group. I used to be skeptical too, though, Jeff. Like I remember (laughs) I didn't want to get into K-pop because of the stigma, like around people who are fans. And then I like eventually became one. 
I definitely had my fair experience of like people kind of side-eyeing me if I showed it in any capacity. <laughs> like if you shame someone for their their interests, you got some problems going. Okay, on. yeah. Oh, I would never shame, but mm-hmm. I, I I mean, you know, K drama. I oh, sorry, I'll start with K pop for example. They got talent. They do. Like honestly, yes, that's the that's originally the reason why I like got into it because I'm like, holy shit, they are talented, mm-hmm. and they look good too. Obviously, they do. So that's. I just, I guess, just the me who's like a very knowledgeable person in music. I'm very, I'm like the Simon Cowell music, like oh, in terms of like, I'm very picky in terms of quality, and I really, really value originality. Mm. So with. Uh, K-pop, I gotta definitely listen to more, obviously. But uh, I got I want to be able to hear something that's original, but also very catchy and very um, worth listening to. So definitely, if you that would be an episode where you gotta show me some good artists to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't worry, man. Well, I got <laughs> you covered, and I think Ree's got you covered too. I have a few in mind that you might like. Yeah, me too. Maybe I'm... not the mainstream. Oh. Maybe not. Well, I I was so, go through the mainstream, but oh, anyway. like BTS, that's the like oh. I think I think of. That's the big name, and like, I actually went to a BTS concert a couple of years back. Yeah, oh. I was I'm that committed. I went to a concert. <laughs> How was that? That was really really fun. Also, I felt super old because a lot of the kids <laughs> there were a lot of teenagers. Um, yeah. And I was in like second year university, so I was like, cool. I I mean that's fine. Obviously, there were like older people there but there was just a a lot of kids but that's not to like not to discredit them yeah not to discredit that because i still i'm a big fan of bts and i know like there's a stigma around bts fans specifically yeah we know that army is crazy sometimes i hope they don't come after me i'm one of you (laughs) what would you compare it to like like justin bieber's fandom when he first started is that or is it even more extreme is I it think more it's extreme? more extreme to be I honest. I think so wow. too. Because think... the thing is, is it's it's like every one of these idols in these groups are like Justin Bieber's. All of them are Justin Bieber, and they all have their own fan base. And then they yeah. have the larger fan base that supports the group. So, in in short, as, as a K-pop fan, generally you have one idol in the group that's your bias, which is like the one you support no matter what. And then your favorite you support the group in general. So you become a part of like, for example, BTS, their fan base is called ARMY. So you're officially ARMY if you support BTS. And then, I don't know, like who, who's your bias then, Rhea, in BTS? I won't judge you. <laughs> okay, um, his stage name is Suga, but his real name is Yoongi. <sighs> okay, I'll judge you a little bit, but- Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like that's not the popular ones. I like, don't really but, go yeah, for don't the popular follow, ones. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with How that. are you going to tell yeah, me? Yeah, how are you going right. to say don't shame people and right, then shame right, right. me? I'll, I'll step back. Yeah. I'll step back. I, I was talking about not shaming people. Fine. We won't. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is okay to not like the more popular person. Like, for example, I was a Kelly Rowling fan in the Destiny's Child group. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like the, not the, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of the stars all the time. Just because they always get exactly. the attention. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of go for the ones that aren't super popular. Not just because, like, I f- not because I just feel bad, but like I tend to have my eye more on them because they just also less competition. Unless, <laughs> unless it's like a situation like Nile from like One Direction, a guy who can't really sing. Oh, like, oh. damn! <laughs> You're gonna trigger some Directioners that are listening. 
Listen, I followed all of them. I used to watch the UK X Factor, mm-hmm. and like I, so I know all of them individually. And like, yeah, yeah there are some strong, stronger singers and some weaker singers. But I think of BTS, I feel like they've all, they're all pretty talented. They all have, they all have their own thing that they're really, they really stand out on for sure. And I think that goes to show for like a lot of other K-pop bands as well. Like, yep. they're they have a lot of members also, so that they can attract lots of different people. So their yeah. fan base, there's like somebody who you can choose from and as opposed to like a small, I guess like a small group. Like you you wouldn't have too many people you can connect to necessarily. Yeah, yeah you'd like see these, there's some of these groups out here that have like 20 plus members. It's like crazy, which I, I haven't even really gotten that far deep into the rabbit hole yet. Yeah. The largest group I support has nine which at the beginning, honestly, I was like, okay, I don't know who's who yet. But once you like consume more of their stuff and you're just like, okay, I know exactly who my bias is in this group and I can like spot them out in a crowd. So you'll eventually get to that stage because we're going to get you there. But I mean, yeah, that's, I guess that's our small little like K-pop rant. Yeah. Cause it, we'll say that for an episode. Cause I actually have some questions. Like there, oh. I have a lot of questions about the, uh, how the industry works, like how they yep. formulate these groups. Like I have a lot of questions. Don't worry, so I got you. I did a podcast like assignment in in a third year <laughs> history of radio, right? Really? And I, I went through it all in depth. So I got Ooh. all the academic articles for you. I'll even send you the 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 file, the MP3 file oh, when we damn. do the episode. But so Mr. Expert here, K-pop expert. Ooh, I got wow. you. I'm researched. <laughs> Great, great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I'm open-minded, so we'll, it should be good. Yeah, and then, like just on the topic of like music, you know, Jeff has also mentioned to me that a, a big thing he's getting into right now is like Mando Pop. Oh so, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not just getting. I've been a pretty fan for, fan for a while. Obviously, no, I would never tell anyone that before. Like, but now Mando the have, whole world knows. Yeah, it's because it's like hella slow and romantic, and it's just like. It just makes me look real soft. I mean, I already listened to R&B. Speaking of like just my old town, like I remember one time I mentioned one time that I, I listened to Usher and I was roasted by everyone because, you know, they listen to like rock or like the manliest music. Um, yeah. So, which is damn. funny, you know, but I obviously don't get offended now because like that's my type of music. I like that slow R&B type of feel. And then with Mando Pop, it's the similar vibes. It's so romantic in terms of the lyrics and songs. Yeah. You'll like you'll like K dramas and K drama OSTs. If oh, you like that's the. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. listening to K drama OSTs all the time. Yeah, so I feel like I would like K dramas, and that's a thing. I that's why I haven't touched it because I feel like I'd be addicted if I watched. It's okay. Oh, you, oh it happens. I'll te- <sighs> once we get to our K, our K drama episode, I'll teach you the way to watch K dramas responsibly. Responsibly. Don't worry. I got <laughs> no, you. No, he's he's serious. <laughs> I've been through that phase. Believe me, and I've went through it. I've struggled with it and I've come Bro, out. You were like, I remember what you were posting on your stories. It felt like you were just watching back to back to back. Like I swear <laughs> if you were doing anything else. You just kept sharing these. I'm like, how do you have the time to watch all those? Okay, like, I don't watch them all like, you know, back to back to back. But like, it I think it like takes it. at least a week to really like get through one. If you spend at least like, so let, it's like watching a movie every day, essentially. Yeah, the, ep- oh. the episodes are like an hour or an hour and a half yeah. depending on the show so yeah. you, you basically just instead of watching a movie it's like you're watching a really long movie but it's over like you don't have to watch it obviously 
back to back to back, but there are some K dramas that you're going to be like, well, shit, I can't stop because the story is too good and I need to know what happens next. So yeah, that's me. I will teach you the responsible way to consume K dramas when the time comes till then we we can't talk about K dramas anymore because like just going through the list, there's really a a diverse amount of topics we're going to cover here. Right. just for example, I think one topic that we're really going to get into, especially once like, I guess, January slash February comes around, we should definitely talk about Asians in the dating scene because mm-hmm. that's a hot topic that we can cover. Uh, and I, I think all of us have like some weird, cringy experiences to talk about. Like, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I don't, I don't like to air out my uh, personal life in in a public sphere but i think there are a lot of circumstances and scenarios we can all like relate to at at the very least oh god but either way it's it looks like we might be getting a little confessional on this podcast oh yeah we're gonna have to be open and honest that's gonna be tough though Mm -hmm. it will be tough and honestly like this stuff is like i don't even talk about it to like most of my friends or like even Mm -hmm. my parents like i don't talk about this stuff it's weird like it's weird to talk about your feelings sometimes. Oh, people. yeah, especially with Asian culture. Yo, I could never have conversations about anything. Like, if I, I tried once talking about, like, maybe my dating or love life, and literally the t- conversation was turned toward focus in school. Yep. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. So never again. Nah. So, nah. It, it's, it's weird, but that's why this podcast is a safe space for us to talk about that type of stuff. So exactly. If, if you're listening out there and you're struggling to – you know, at least hear some stories or, you know, think of ways to talk about this stuff. We'll, we got you covered on that front, you know. Absolutely. And we'll also be talking about food a lot on this podcast eventually. You know, I don't know when the pandemic's going to end, but when it does, we're going to be going out here providing you tier lists for restaurants, you know, tier mm-hmm. lists for bubble tea. I'll just say it now. Uh, I am a bubble tea enthusiast. So mm-hmm. I, I've tried a lot of different bubble tea spots. So. Maybe I could provide you guys a little bit of expertise around, you know, the boba scene. Yeah. Chat time is the spar- the Starbucks for Asian people. Facts. It is. It's super basic. <laughs> What's so, your bubble tea order? For me? Just well, in general. It depends. So in, in a bubble tea place, I always like to try their milk tea first mm-hmm. with okay. the tapioca. Mm-hmm. And then once I try that, then I'll try different things. I usually like to also go for any sort of slush or fruit drinks that they have yeah. at, at bubble tea spots because it's not always about the tea. Mm-hmm. I feel like the essential part of bubble tea is the boba. The boba has to be good. If it's not mm. good, then it's not a good boba spot because they're just making like milkshakes then. So mm. hot take, but I, I, I'll, go, I'll go in depth on that topic yeah. another time for sure. You know, this is fitting into uh, John's narrative of me, of being me being the least Asian. Mm. Uh, I, I still need to learn more about bubble tea. Like, I don't, you know, I go to, like, I mean, you guys know about what I'm talking about, Pacific Mall, right? And I would go there, and all these people, and I'd be jealous because they know, like, all the, the good stuff. And me, I always have to be like, what do you recommend? What do you think is good? What are the, po- what are the Asians drinking, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> but you are like, Asian. But you know, like, well, what's popular, you know? Because, like, oh, and I feel, man, I need to learn more. Like, I, like the slush, you mentioned the slush. That's usually what I go for. 
or the regular milk tea. Um, I've tr- I've tried my best to try something new these days. Like for example, uh, just yesterday I went to Sugar Marmalade for the first time. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that place is pretty good. I liked it. Um, actually, um, Canto Mando, if you know their YouTube channel, they did a recent video where like I one saw of the that. Yeah, Sheldon, one of the guys, goes on an awkward date with this girl. But the 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 key thing is they're also sponsoring um, bubble tea, so they they're handing out like hundreds of bubble teas to the guy <laughs> during the date. Yeah. Um, but they were there. To, but it was, it's a prom- it was a promotion video because they were promoting. Um, I think it's like soy milk mixed with bubble uh. tea. So it's a. I don't know if it's a new thing or not, but it was just new to me. So that's why I went yesterday to Sugar Marmalade and tried it, and it's a. Uh, it's pretty good. I got like a taro. Mm-hmm mix which nice. actually that was my first time trying taro oh um, yeah taro is like a very essential well it's not even called taro in filipino culture but that flavor is like a very essential filipino thing it's called mm. ube in philippine in the is it the same thing i'm pretty sure it's the same it's like purple yams right yeah but i mean I, there's i think we still call it taro too though like i think there's like a difference I'm Maybe not sure. I don't there know. There might be a slight difference. Maybe that's another episode. Taro versus Ube. Who knows? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> frankly, I don't know. And I guess we have to find the answer now. Yeah. The <laughs> write, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely write that down for a future episode. But like, see, that, that's like the type of stuff we're going to really get into here. And it's not even just like limited to our interests. There are other yeah. like really important topics that we want to cover on this podcast. Absolutely. Like just for example, recently, you know, the Philippines and like Southeast Asia has really been impacted by typhoons and the talk about like, you know, climate emergencies coming back to, you know, the main news cycle again. So that's something that I really want to explore further because I was really into climate change reporting in, in, J, in J school and I know a little bit about climate change. So that's something I want to explore. And you know, just going further down the list, you know, like Asian representation in media is obviously a big thing that we're going to talk about, I guess, like just in general throughout the whole theme of this podcast. And there's just so many other topics. Like, did you guys learn piano growing up? That's, that's one thing that we're going to maybe address <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And yeah, we're just going to be bringing you guys a bunch of diverse topics right? within like the Asian sort of sphere. Yeah. And we're even going to talk about like things that, you know, may not even, you may not even consider are like traditionally quote unquote Asian. Right. I think the thing that like one of the inspirations, at least for me for this show is we could talk about some of the more fun, lighthearted topics about our culture that we may or may not know, but then also talk about us as a community, be us being young Asian Canadians and how we can help our community because there are some issues that we need to talk about there are some topics that aren't discussed around from the past generations and what we can do to change that especially with us three being journalists and the role of journalism in today's society and democracy in uh, speaking out on injustices social issues topics that aren't talked about I think I I can I think all of us actually we all have at least a bit of that in as a drive for us in our future so I think that's one of the things that we definitely want to accomplish with um, this podcast. We want to talk to accomplished people who are actively making change in the community. Um, we want to change kind of like some of the narratives 
and stigmas around our community. Um, so that's something that's very, very important to us. Yep. And we'll be definitely providing timely coverage of topics as well. If something happens in the news that's like really pressing, we're going to address it. We're going to research about it, report on it. So you can expect some really entertaining, fun, lighthearted episodes where, you know, we just talk about why we're hooked on this certain K-drama or mm-hmm. why this specific bubble tea place is the best bubble tea place. But then we're also going to provide you serious coverage of things that are really happening in the world. So mm-hmm. it's a podcast that you guys can listen to just for entertainment, whether you guys are like doing chores around the house, yeah. you know, driving to the grocery store. It's just that sort of little casual episodes. And then also the really serious stuff we're open and, you know, very willing to talk about as well. By the way, we, oh, I want to make this clear. Like we're going to be covering all of Asia. We're going to try our best to cover like all aspects. So shout out to the Indians. Shout out. But we, me and Jeff talked about the Hmong peoples, uh, yeah. an Asian culture that doesn't have their own country. That's I recently learned about that. I didn't even know about that. Like, I didn't, they don't have a country. They're stateless right now. And I don't know anything about their culture, really, except for, like, one uh, Fung Bros video they did about their cuisine, which is, like, a combination of, like, just Southeast Asian cuisines in my – their different takes. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool to learn about. Um, and we'll talk to uh, – we're going to try and get some guests, you know. Uh, we're, we're really going to, like, utilize that journalism skill. Platform. To like yeah get those guests that mm-hmm. you you know you'll want to hear from so i'm not gonna promise like jeremy lynn but <laughs> it's it's a possibility we can Shoot get for there. the mood you know i said i'm not promising jeremy lynn but <sighs> don't be surprised when we get jeremy lynn just saying Listen, i'll make this joke like i always make this joke it's, it's still stupid but it's like I don't, you know, I don't waste time, you know, sliding into girls' DMs, but I will slide, take the time to slide into uh, sources, emails, sources, social media context to get them sources. I will ch- hustle and chase these people and shoot my shot. I've actually had a decent, like, just so far, my very brief journalism career, I've got some somewhat notable people uh, in, from for stories that I've done. So uh, we'll definitely try to get some recognizable figures toward the Asian community to come to our platform and hopefully help us grow. I think that um, another thing is we think that this show is pretty unique in the market in terms of the fact that there are a lot of shows that speak on the Asian communities, uh, particularly in like the United States, California, they talk about like the real like Asian American lifestyle. Um, I would watch that and I would be like, that's cool to know, but I can't personally relate with that. And I think what this show tries to accomplish is we're trying to talk to the people who aren't like fitting into that Asian community and are maybe trying to learn more about Asian heritage. Like obviously with the stories that we've told, we aren't people who grew, who didn't really grow up like in a predominantly Asian community. Besides me. Yeah, I mean, but like, that's distinct as like in America, I'm trying to say. Like, they have like a yeah. six to six, like, they have a whole community, like all the Asian YouTubers. We don't have, I didn't, we didn't really grow up in like that setting. So they have their unique distinctions. We speak to more of a community that are just like, that's more broader, I would say, and more unique. And I think that's what makes our show unique and special. 
Yeah, and you can also expect to hear more from people just like us, you know, everyday people that are, you know, experiencing life as it is. And, you know, people that can relate to our stories, you're going to definitely hear from some of our friends and um, people we grew up with just to help us really contextualize certain topics. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely expect that too. And I think just in general, we're going to be providing you guys with a really diverse podcast that's i don't think the niche has been filled yet in the podcast world with this niche of really covering topics and learning about it as co-hosts yeah because oftentimes you're gonna come across a podcast where it's very well researched and you know all the hosts already know about this topic whereas we're going to be coming into certain episodes where one or two of us might not know a lot about a certain topic so just as we were talking about earlier, K-pop. Jeff doesn't know like a thing about K-pop, basically, other than he knows wow. BTS. So <laughs> we're going to help educate him and probably bring on a guest to help us do that. Yeah. And then for another, for another topic, you know, I know Jeff knows a lot more about Asians and politics than I do. Mm-hmm. So then I would come in there as more of like the question prompter, and Jeff would be out there stating everything there is to know. So, yeah. This is essentially a podcast where I think any episode that you listen to besides maybe this one, you're going to learn something new. So that, that's ultimately what we want you guys as listeners and viewers to take out of this podcast is that regardless of the topic we're going to talk about in this certain episode, I, I'll hope that you guys take something away from it. Also, to my non-Asians, if you're listening, this is a good show for you guys too, just to learn more. Like we're almost, in, it's, it's like... Like like John said, this is a learning process. You'll be learning with us. It's not like we're like experts. So you will probably relate to us even more by in that in listening to us. So that is our official pitch for you to subscribe to this show. So make sure you guys follow it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. We're also on YouTube at AZN Connection. So we're going to be uploading videos to our YouTube channel. So make sure you guys give us a listen and follow us on IG as well at uh, AZN connection with an underscore in between and yeah, expect some really good episodes coming forward. Just thinking on the next like month, we probably got a couple episodes you guys are going to be really interested in. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, we'll see you then.